Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome to Andy Staples on three special edition. We are here in NRG Stadium. This is where the Michigan assistant coaches uh, helped win the game, win the national yeah. title against Washington. What a game, JD Pico. Oh, it was it was a tremendous game. The final score we talked about on the field. A little bit deceiving. Washington hung around, and it was you know I think every bit that the back and forth. We hoped it would be going into that third quarter, but at the end of the day, the big boys up front, man, big people move small people, and Michigan had the big people. The Michigan had the big people, especially at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. The, the the two Donovan Edwards runs, great blocking up front, but also some mistakes by Washington. There was one where you know they, they ran a, a slant where one of the D linemen slanted. There wasn't a linebacker filling behind him. It, it's just somebody probably messed up. And unfortunately, when you're playing as someone that with the talent of Donovan Edwards, you mess up. He's gone. I think Ohio State learned that in 2022. Washington learned that tonight. Hard to mess up against a team like Michigan with the talent level they have just across the board. Uh, very low margin for error. Also, I think it's worth noting uh, Michigan, the way they kind of sputtered and were able to overcome that. There was a part in this game, Andy, like third quarter, kind of end of the second quarter where you're like, what is going on? Like it gave me TCU of last year vibes where Michigan's throwing the ball when they've run the ball for like almost double digit yards at that point. Very, very weird. But they obviously ended up kind of being able to overcome that and finish strong and, and made it made it. Count. So CLS, the Patriot says you had us losing and we beat them clown. I think he's talking to you. Yeah, you had them losing. You're, I didn't. You're I really uh, this is the second time now in a matter of two hours. We actually had somebody that. So we had, had somebody really in the relish this. We had somebody in the stands mention it. So JD and I are filming videos after the game 
and somebody calls out JD. He's like, JD, you didn't believe in us. And he points at me and he goes, but you did. You're loving that. <laughs> of course. You're loving that. Because I'm always wrong on these things. Hey, I, I think my record picking Washington now, whether four against them is like one right and four or five wrong. But yeah, yeah. hey, Chargers the game. Washington, the path was narrow. Did not get it done. I'll wear that. And I'll wear it for however long. Well, and, and this was what we talked about. This was the the possibility that we were talking about when I talked to you when we made the pick mm -hmm. and I said there was that, that Bill Connolly stat that I can't that I saw where this sort of defense is the one Michigan scores 50 against now they didn't because mm -hmm. Washington made some good adjustments yeah but Michigan did average eight yards a carry and that was the thing you worried about was if they do that how then do you counter if you're Washington and also Michigan had Michael Penix Jr. out of sorts I mean over 50 attempts and only five yards per attempt. Yeah, there's a fragile formula for Washington going in. We kind of knew the path would be narrow for them, and they would have to have some explosivity downfield. And, I mean, they they had it at times. I think Roma Dunes, they had a long of 44 on the night. But even so, it just it wasn't there enough. You didn't have your fastball enough to get it done. And so, yeah, that – that commenter is, is exactly right. And like I said, we'll uh, we'll wear that one until they start playing games again. And Gavin <laughs> in the chat, very disappointed with the loss, but very excited where this Washington program is, is going since we were four and eight two years ago. And they were, I mean, that, this is an unbelievable job by Kalen DeBoer and company. And this puts Washington in such a good position as they move into the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the whole world has seen them win all year. Yeah. You know, recruits, for future, because you, you know, everybody always thinks that when you win, oh, the next recruiting class. No, no, it's it's the recruits two and three years from now who watched you who are gonna say, Michael Penix was my favorite player when I was a sophomore yeah. in high school. Like those are the guys that you're gonna get now. And people realize that this is a legit program that can hang with anybody. And truthfully, guys in the portal too. I mean, if I'm a wide receiver and I see the numbers that Roma Dunze put up, and you got Will Rogers playing quarterback for you next year, who's a proven commodity, like there's a lot to like for guys that maybe want to go play football somewhere else that are already proven commodities in their own right. Yeah. Uh, Shadyville asks, who's got it better, better than us? <laughs> Referring to Michigan. Should we do it together? And, and well, Wu Agent followed up. Nobody. Nobody. It was a lot of fun watching <laughs> Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan players do that. Jack Harbaugh yeah. did it on the on the stage. Jack Jim's dad did the who's got it better than us, and the whole crowd goes, nobody. That was awesome. It was awesome. And – you know, this has been a, a crazy season for Michigan. So six games where Jim Harbaugh didn't coach. You had the cheeseburger gate suspension mm -hmm. for three games and then the Connor Stallion stuff. And that Connor Stallion story just consumed college football yeah. for a month. And think about that, they didn't have their coach for the Penn State game and the Ohio State game. Two most difficult games of the entire season to that point. Yes. I mean, those, if you're going to drop a game, if you're Michigan, those are the two that yeah. we all had circled. Yeah, and so you can say what you want about what happened with Connor Stallions. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But they did win their toughest games after all of that had happened. They did suspend Jim Harbaugh, and they still won. And so Jim Harbaugh got up to the press conference, and it was interesting because the players were asked about the distractions. And before they answered, he jumped in and said, we're innocent, by the way. I just wanted to say that. We're innocent. Hmm. And so, you know, it, it's one of those things where nobody's people who think they're cheaters are going to think they're cheaters. Yes. But I don't think there's any Michigan fan who's going to feel bad about that. I don't think there's any Michigan player who's not going to proudly wear his ring. And I don't think like even if if something were to happen in the NCAA were to say you got to vacate the games that you won before mm -hmm. the investigation started. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We watched what happened.
And I think if you're a third party, like if you're not someone who resides in Columbus, Ohio, or right. Ann Arbor, Michigan, you're like, hey, listen, I have no dog in this fight. But right. I saw them go out and whip everybody they played. A lot of those games without their head coach, like I think we kind of can just see what happened on the field. Yeah. The eye in the sky, don't lie. Yeah. So Sage in the chat with an interesting point it says didn't throw the ball second half against Penn State beat Ohio State without the head coach greatest quote unquote team in history mm. and I Jim Harbaugh brought that up too where he talked about what a great team this is because it was a situation where there wasn't one star who just carried them through mm -hmm. it truly was a team effort in every game and, and you go right to this one Donovan Edwards who was was a star yeah Going into this season, we thought, okay, Blake Corman, Donovan Edwards, the, the dynamic duo. Yeah. And Donovan Edwards had a terrible season. By, yeah, by what we were expecting from him, for sure. I mean, he wasn't utilized nearly as much either. We thought he might be getting Bec more carries. Because it wasn't and, happening yeah. for him when he did. And then tonight, he just blows up. The, the relief and, and just excitement on his face when he came off the field through the tunnel and he hugged somebody. And I, I think it was Trevor Keegan who gave him a piggyback ride in the locker room. It's awesome. I, you were so happy for somebody like that who had been through so much. And J.J. McCarthy talked about it because Donovan's his roommate. And, and Donovan had talked about going to psychologist, trying to deal with all of this stuff because your, your expectations are sky high. You're a five-star recruit. You've been very good. Mm -hmm. You go into this season with super high expectations, and it doesn't happen for you. But then on the biggest stage, you're the star. Absolutely. And I think that kind of hints on an interesting part about this team like are they the most talented team in college football probably give the hat tip to georgia or maybe alabama there's, there's a lot of teams that recruited better than michigan but right. you look under the hood and that story like donovan edwards i think is a great microcosm of just like there's so many things from a culture standpoint from a character standpoint from a maturity standpoint that we just couldn't quantify and yeah. i think was a big reason why they propelled and overcame this year i think on draft day we're gonna see that this was a an obscenely talented yes, college football absolutely, team. Absolutely, without I, question. I, I do think, you know, we talk about the, the way that Georgia recruits, Alabama recruits, obviously Ohio State, mm -hmm. that Michigan has beaten now three years in a row. Yeah. The recruiting rankings are better for Ohio State. Mm -hmm. But what Michigan has done to develop these players, because I think, I think what you output matters as much or more than what you input, because what you output is how the games get decided. Without question. Michigan is about to output a ton of NFL players. A lot on the line of scrimmage. And oh, by the way, there's a lot of really good ones coming back. We saw Kenneth Grant tonight with an unbelievable sack of Michael Penix Jr. who does not go down easily. No. Kenneth Grant is an alien, and he's only a sophomore. He has to come back. Mason Graham is coming back. J.J. McCarthy, maybe. I think J.J. McCarthy should come back. They we're chanting for him. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about one more year, the one more let's year champ let's for McCarthy. It. I thought tonight showed you why he should come back. I think so, too. I think so, too. And I think also you look at the draft class. It's like Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May. Um, you know, you just go down the line there of these quarterbacks. It's like, where does J.J. McCarthy fit in? Or is he the, the fourth guy? Is he the fifth guy? Is he outside the top five? Right. He played last night. And it's like, dude, come back another year. Have your Stetson Bennett evolution from one year to the next. Go back to back mm -hmm. and put yourself even further on the Michigan quarterback all-time rankings. Yeah, and – this team does have to to rebuild up front. The the line was really old, the mm -hmm. offensive line. So they're they're going to be new guys now. They got really talented guys in the waiting the wings. Mm -hmm. I, you were looking at those guys warming up. You're like, there's some there's Boys. some dudes that have not played much yet, but are going to play. Sure. But perhaps JJ McCarthy will be relied upon a little bit differently as a senior 
with a line that's a little bit younger, less experienced, that you've got to kind of break in and that you've, you might be asked to do more. Mm -hmm. You might be required to do more. And we don't know exactly what the receiving core is going to look like next year, but if they're, you know, if they're a little bit better, a little more dynamic, then JJ McCarthy is going to have a chance to show more than he's shown. And look, you know, he had a chance to show some stuff tonight. We saw one, there was, there was one throw on the right sideline. I was like, okay, now you understand why these NFL people see that ceiling. Yeah. But there were other throws where he just missed or he made the wrong read. And so I do think another year and we might be talking about him in that top three, top four quarterback mix, which that's better for Michigan and probably better for JJ. Without question. And I think even going back to tonight, like the stat line, he was somewhere 10 for 18. But even that could have been improved. He had a drop from Cornelius yeah. Johnson. Um, he had a couple that were contested catches that maybe if you put it in a different spot, your guy comes down with it. Yeah. But even so, I think... You, like you just said, you see the tools, you see everything that NFL scouts get excited about. And another year in this system under more than likely Sharon Moore, even if he is the head coach, yep. like more continuity. And good yeah, I mean, happening. Sharon Moore's probably running the offense one way or the other. Yes. So we, we'll, we'll see. He's not going to the NFL. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens <laughs> with J.J. McCarthy. But let's talk about Jim Harbaugh because <laughs> that's the big question is, is, is he going to be back at Michigan next year? How's that going to work? Is the NCAA stuff going to cause a problem or is an NFL team going to hire him? And so I, I asked Jim Harbaugh the question on Monday night. I said, now he, he had talked about all these accomplishments. He had a really funny story, but now I'm welcome at the big person's table. There you go. Where, where his, so his dad, Jack, has a, an FCS title at Western Kentucky. Uh, his brother, John, obviously has the Super Bowl title when he beat Jim in the Super Bowl. And so now Jim has this national title. So they are now all on that. You know, they get to sit at that one table. I don't, I think Tom Crean has to sit elsewhere yeah. until he can win one. Sure. But so I asked him, do you want to add a Super Bowl title to that? And he said, and it's a fair answer. Can I just enjoy this? <laughs> Which I get. Fair question too, though. Fair right. question, fair answer. He interviewed with the Vikings two years ago. He flirted with the Broncos last year. The thought is he's probably going to test those waters again. There's five job openings right now. That could change. That could grow this week. And talk to Ward Manuel, mm -hmm. the Michigan AD, after the game. And he seems resigned to the possibility that Jim Harbaugh is going to look for an NFL job and makes a lot of sense when he explains why. So here's that clip from Ward. Uh, he's here and he's extremely gratified. He's extremely happy. This team is extremely happy. I understand. I'm going to say something to y'all that I've said before publicly. I understand why people in the pros will want to hire Jim Harbaugh and talk to him about being a coach. The man went to a Super Bowl, won a conference championship, went to the Super Bowl, went back to the conference championship. In that league, <clears throat> how many did they fire today? How many are gone now? Five, six? That's like an annual thing. And if I was in, in, the, in the pros, I would want to talk to him because of what he, what he accomplished. However, I'm not in the pros, and I want to keep him as I <laughs> And that's, that's my cross to bear, but I am proud that Jim is our coach. It doesn't matter with all the, the stuff that happened in the past, and it really doesn't matter what happens in the future. He's always going to be somebody I'm proud of who coached the University of Michigan, who led this team. And if he decides that he wants another opportunity to coach in the pros, then I'm going to be happy for him, sad for us, we're going to move on and find the next person to lead. But I want him to stay at Michigan. I've said it. 
I believed it three, four years ago when people wanted me to get rid of him. I didn't because I believed it then, and I believe it now. So that's Ward Manuel. He got asked also after this, if, if Jim leaves, are you going to look internally? Talking about Sharon Moore. Yeah. He said, I'm going to look at my friends and family in my room, and I'm going to have a drink. That's what I'm going to look at tonight. Fair, very fair. <laughs> I thought that was a fair answer, so too. Fair. But Ward Manuel obviously makes a lot of sense. He's, he's talking, why wouldn't you, if you're an NFL team, at least inquire about Jim Harbaugh? Sage in the chat asks, is it common for a coach to leave after national championship? I can't remember one other than Howard Schnellenberger. He won mm -hmm. at Miami. Then he went to coach a team in the USFL. But that's that's the last one I can remember. So it it's it is uncommon. Yeah. But it's happened a couple times. And you know, the thing is, I think Jim Harbaugh, if he comes back, has a good chance of being in this spot again. Without question. And I mean, my thought here and I don't you know, pretend to know the exact job market in the NFL and what those numbers come out to, and I don't pretend to understand what it would mean to Jim Harbaugh, but like, how many better jobs are there right now than what he has at Michigan? Well, and he set it up that way, right? You know, he, he set it up. Now, you, you are going to have to deal with the NCAA stuff. Like, mm -hmm. Cheeseburger Gate, for example, they tried to negotiate a four-game suspension for that. Mm -hmm. That got rejected by the Committee on Infractions. They then self-imposed th the three games. So, you can probably expect them to add to that. They're probably going to add more. Yeah. And then you've got the Connor Stallion stuff. And whether Jim Harbaugh knew or not doesn't matter because they've changed the way the NCAA rules work where mm -hmm. they can tag it to the head coach no matter what. Yeah. No matter what they knew. So that's the part you kind of wonder about. But I think based on what we've seen from Michigan this year and the way they've, they've defended him, even if it was a suspension of like half a season, mm -hmm. I think they just roll with him. There's right. like, hey, we did it last year, won a national championship. Let's go do it again. Yeah, I mean, are you going to hire somebody better than Jim? I guess the, the job market better. Well, you also have Sharon like Moore 100%. to handle it. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you're in good shape. And I mean, I think the thought for me, if you're Jim Harbaugh too, like I want to put myself in a market where I am the most valuable as possible. Like, is his value going to go up if they win 10 games next year? Like, is, is his value in a volatile place? I don't think so. Like, the yeah. NFL is going to be there for Jim Harbaugh right. when he wants to go. Yeah. And so if you got a good spot at Michigan and the job that you don't feel amazing about in the NFL isn't there, like, let's run it back another year with our quarterback and JJ. Exactly right. Exactly right. And again, there is lots of talent left. They are losing a lot of talent, but they've they've recruited well. I, this, is, this is one of those where you look at them next year and you compare them to what Ohio State's bringing back. I'm still think I'm picking Michigan without in that game. So that's, and you've got Oregon. Now you've got Washington in the league. It's going to be very interesting for them. Let's talk about what college football looks like as we turn the page. But first I want to tell you about game time right behind us. They are trying to clean up confetti at NRG stadium because there is a playoff game. The Texans host a playoff game this weekend. If you'd like to go, you can get tickets on game time. Use the code staples. Get $20 off your first purchase. You can actually see what your seat it looks like in the app before you buy it. A couple taps, and then you got it. Or maybe you want to turn the page to college basketball. Mm -hmm. Well, just down the road in College Station, Kentucky's coming. Ooh. Kentucky's coming to play the Aggies. Must see TV. So if you want to go to Reed Arena and see Kentucky play the Aggies, get those tickets on game time. Easy, easy, easy. Use the code STAPLES. $20 off your first purchase. Game time, last-minute tickets less stress just get yourself to the game mm. or the concert or the comedy show because they have tickets for all of them so use that code staples 20 bucks off your first purchase all right jd now you're not going on game time 
quite yet to get those 2024 college football season sure, tickets. But sure. when you when you start looking, you're going to be looking at Oregon playing Big Ten games. Yep. Washington playing Big Ten, USC playing Big Ten games, Arizona playing Big 12 games, Texas and Oklahoma playing SEC games. This sport is changing dramatically. And oh, by the way, when we're sitting at this thing next year, the culmination of a 12-team playoff. Yes. I mean, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be crazy. Absolutely incredible. Think think about all that could change, how different this is going to feel come August like we're going to go well in even in July we'll go to SEC media days and Oklahoma and Texas will be there it'll be in Dallas it'll be a, it, right. a home setup for them it, exactly it'll be like the Red River yes so then you'll go to Big Ten media days and Washington USC UCLA and Oregon will be there it's gonna be so awesome it's gonna be so awesome and also we'll have a number of pretty incredible non-conference games next season I mean Texas and Michigan playing each other, which Notre Dame, you, Texas A&M right out of the gate. USC, LSU in Vegas. Yes. I mean, we're going to have just a smorgasbord Actually, and, and it won't hurt them. I think LSU is trying to win the Big Ten title because they play USC and <laughs> UCLA. So going for it. God, it's going to be so exciting. I, so I wrote a column, JD, where I talked about the, the teams that should think they have a chance, should co- go through this offseason with hope of w- not just making the playoff, mm-hmm. but of winning a national title. I came up with 16. And I think part of that is because I watched Michigan and Washington get here. Sure. And I didn't watch another Alabama, Ohio State game or, mm-hmm. or Georgia, Ohio State. I think if, if we'd seen another one of those, we're like, well, I don't know what the 12 team playoffs going to be like. Probably these, these teams that get all the five star recruits just smash everybody. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this season has taught us that things are changing a little bit. I don't know if it's all NIL, if it's the, the transfer rules changing. Is it just the COVID year allowing? Some of these teams to be incredibly old, which sometimes trumps sure. raw talent. Yeah. But it feels like there's more hope right now. Oh, without question. And just the way the portal has impacted this whole yeah. thing. Like you mentioned it. I'm thinking, looking at a team like Ole Miss, the yes. way they've been active in the portal. Uh, a team like Ohio State, who very conveniently, under the cover of Michigan winning a national title, lands the commitment from Quinshawn Judkins to the Buckeyes. Yeah. And so you got him, you got Will Howard. Like, so just the, the, the continual. I don't know if, if balance of talent is the right way to say because already talented teams, but the way you can retool the roster right. and have what you need and be able to compete right away. This, this it's, Michigan it's, it's changing team, the thing. It's this changing Michigan the team operation. that just won is a prime example of yes. that. You know, they, there, there were some spots they needed to plug and or places they just needed a little bit more depth. And so they get Drake Nugent to play center. They get Ladarius Henderson to play left tackle. They get Josiah Stewart to rush off the edge and create the deepest defensive line in America. Mm-hmm. And you can really do it. Like, even if you're a good team mm-hmm. and you've recruited well and you're happy with your roster, there's always that one guy who you can plug in and make it just a little bit better, unless you're Davos Wayne. Sure. Then, then, yeah, you, then, then you just don't do it. Then you don't do it at all. I mean, Washington's a great example, too. They're probably not in this game without Michael Penix Jr. Dylan, Dylan Johnson. Johnson, integral part of that. Yeah. Giles Jackson. I mean, he was a pretty good addition as well to that receiving core. Like, the both these teams... I think utilized the portal and were able to be in this game in, in large part because of the portal in Washington, I think with Michael Penix Jr. obviously is a very, very prime example of that. And I think we'll see that magnified in the 12 team playoff. Hey, we saw Will Rogers throwing passes to his former Mississippi state teammate, yeah. Dylan Johnson. So Will Rogers will be Washington's quarterback or one of Washington's quarterbacks next year. We'll see if he, I'm assuming he's prepared to win the job think, because he's yeah. coming off four straight years, starting at Mississippi state, but 
he was here. He was he was chucking passes before the game and uh, had the jersey on and, and and you're thinking, wow, this is this it's is where it's going. Yeah, and you, I saw him actually, Andy. As I was walking out onto the field for us to go do our post game hits, it was sort of uncomfortable because I'm walking on the field as the Washington players are walking yeah. off. But in the tunnel, I see Will Rogers. You know, dapping up his teammates and kind of comforting and consoling them, like already kind of taking on that leadership role, which yeah. which was cool to see. Yeah, and, and I'm just excited about what's next because we are going to see basically a different sport, a completely different yeah. sport. And I think the part I'm more excited about, I I like the 12 team playoff. I think there's going to be really good matchups. I think it's going to make those weekends after the season a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But I just think the regular schedules are getting better. Yeah. Uh, you, you look at adding, you know, sprinkle Oklahoma and Texas into the SEC and take away divisions, and suddenly everybody's schedule gets more fun. Yes. And Big Ten, you bring those four teams in. You take away divisions. Everybody's – like Penn State has a two-game season every year for how many years? Yeah. They've got a five-game stretch where I think – I want to – I'm going to get some of this wrong because I don't okay. have it in front of me. It's but, okay. But it is – I want to say it is – UCLA at home at USC, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and I'm blanking on the, the Jeez. it's it's crazy. Hunger game. It's crazy across the board. Yeah. Across the board. And I think one thing too, if you win the national championship, you're probably going, I mean, close to what an NFL regular season would be. So yeah. the way that these kids are gonna have to train and the way that I think strength conditioning staff is going to have to adapt to keep these kids fresh yeah. for the entirety of, of a season plus a playoff run plus a national championship game. Like we saw these guys today and nobody was at 100%. You add some more games onto that thing. Like, Andy, we're in the semis this time. Next yeah. Year. And well, and what's interesting about that is I thought that would probably favor the Alabamas and the Georges of the world. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure because after watching Alabama in the Rose Bowl when they couldn't snap and they didn't have a center that they felt comfortable with. Yeah. That's an Achilles heel that I think every team's going to have one of those. Mm -hmm. There's going to be something they can't overcome that they got to work around. And so it's going to make it. I don't know that we're going to see teams as deep as 2019 LSU or 2012 Alabama. Mm -hmm. I just don't know that they're going to be able to, to fill in like that the way they have. I think it might be more important in that era to be multiple. And I think yeah. Michigan was similar to what you'll want to see. J.J. McCarthy obviously taking even another evolution, but he was really timely tonight. Like being able to fight multiple styles yeah. to where you're back into a corner, similar to what you said about Alabama, third and seven, you feel good about converting that kind of a, yeah. a, of a game, if you will. So it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to change the entire sport completely. So of all the teams moving to another league, mm -hmm. which one are you most excited to see in their new league? I can't wait to watch Oregon because I think the way that they're built on the line of scrimmage as as much as we make of their two contests against Washington this season, I don't know. And I mean, I'm probably going to get hammered for this, but I don't think that Oregon gets pushed around up front the way that Washington did tonight. Mm -hmm. Now, Washington, to be clear, Washington pushed around Oregon pretty well. Maybe that's a moot point, but I think just the way they're built on the line of scrimmage, the way Dan Lenny's going to continue to push the envelope on the talent side of things, like I think they're going to be in a really good spot to compete day one in the Big Ten. I'm excited to see Texas in the SEC Ooh. because – you know, they've always been this larger than life thing, even if they haven't been winning. Yeah. But now they are winning. Now they're good. You've seen C. Sarkeesian and his staff develop those high, you know, high profile recruits. Now they're making NFL players out of them, which mm -hmm. they weren't doing before. And so 
they now go into the shark tank with Georgia, with LSU, with Tennessee. Oklahoma comes with them, obviously. Yeah. With Ole Miss. Like, these are all teams vying for the SEC title now. I just think that, you know, they can't Bigfoot anybody no. in this league. They're going to have to go beat them. And the good thing is they're not what they were two, three years ago. They are in a position to come in and compete right away. And I think that's going to be so much fun. And those teams have to go into the Sark tank. And, and, and get ready right. to go week in and week out because they're going to be the new kid on the block and it's going to be, well, we'll show them how to play SEC ball. And it's like, well, Texas took down Alabama in Tuscaloosa. They're walking to that conference. Mm -hmm. And if you lose Texas's first year in the SEC to the Longhorns, like, might not be a great look. So it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, it's it's going to be awesome. 12-team playoff will be fun, too. I've been thinking about all these little things that, that we just, you know, they're going to sneak up on us. Yeah. So when I was doing those teams that should have hope, I put Arizona in there. I put Louisville in there. I put Florida State and Clemson in there. This is hope for a national title. And, and people were pushing back like, what are you talking about? I was like, guys, you do understand, assuming the, the CFP makes the changes we think they're going to make with five conference champs getting an automatic bid, four conference champs will be the top four seeds because you'll have to be a, a, a conference champ to get a top four seed. That probably means that the ACC champ and the Big 12 champ are top four seats. Yeah. Like, unless the Mountain West or the American just has a crazy good team that, that blows through everybody. Mm -hmm. But that means they're probably getting a bye. That means, like, you know, if you get Notre Dame in the in the five slot, because remember, Notre Dame can never get a bye because they're not sure, in a conference. Sure. But let's say you're the four seed, and Notre Dame gets, gets the five slot. They play the Mountain West champ in the 12 slot at home. You're getting them in the quarters. That's probably a coin flip. And we're coming off two yeah. seasons. I understand that in the in the twelve team playoff, the thought will be, well, we won't see a TCU Georgia kind of matchup because yep. TCU will have lost before then. But even so, like we have TCU and Washington that both competed for national titles in back to back seasons. Yeah. Like it, it, having Arizona in that conversation is is absolutely a valid thought at right. this point. And we don't have a situation where Florida State gets screwed. Yes. Like they if they go 13 and 0, they are in the playoff. They're actually probably going to be a top 4 seed yep. in the playoff. And I, look, it was it was it was horrible what happened to them this year. Yeah, it no sucked. Question. No question. They didn't you know, the, the committee was going to make a decision that was going to make people furious no matter what. Yeah. And the Florida State people unfortunately the ones that had to end up being furious. Florida State players and and coaches had to deal with if I'm the coach, I don't know what you say to them. Yeah. That never has to happen again. Never again. And they'll be able to settle on the field, even if they find themselves not getting a bye. Okay, well, you don't get a bye. That's all right. Go prove it. Go handle business on yeah. the field. And you'll but they would have had one. They would have one the ACC. In yeah, the absolutely. system that's coming, they would have had a bye because, yep. you know, Alabama would not have been with a bye. They, they would have been the five seed. Absolutely. So I, I just think, it's going to be a more fun situation. I know people don't like change. A lot of hardcore college football fans, not the most, you know, not, not the biggest fans of change. Sure. But these are changes that are going to make this sport more interesting. They're going to be more interesting from a week to week perspective because the games will be better. I don't think, I don't think people understand how bad some of the schedules have been in the last 20 years when everybody basically decided we got to schedule go undefeated. Yeah, that's fair. That's that takes all the fun out of it. Sure. Now we're not probably going to see a lot of undefeated teams. Like this was a 15 and 0. We were going to have a 15 and 0 champ, no matter who won in this game tonight. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we're going to see a, like a 
are we going to see a 17 and 0 champ or an 18 and 0? I just don't. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, I, so here's my question to that, Andy, because I think I probably just transparently lean more towards that college football fan that you're talking about that says, "Well, but I love the way it's been," and some of that's nostalgia. Some of that is yeah. me not being up for change. So my thought is, okay, well, I love Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah. For a, for a spot in the playoff, or, yeah. or I love Texas and Alabama, and at that point in time, we're thinking that's going to impact both those teams. If, playoff if you chances. love ripping your opponent's intestines out, yes, it's probably not going to be as much fun for you. <laughs> if if you love that one moment where you just put a knife through their heart and they have to suck it up for another year, sure, it's not going to be for you. Okay, but if you can enjoy, like, if you're a Michigan fan who can simply enjoy beating Ohio Ohio State, here's the other part. You might get to go beat them again. Yeah. And imagine, true. imagine the psychological damage that would do <laughs> if you beat them twice in a month. Very true. Very true. No, either way, I think what you're saying is absolutely true. Like once we get, and I, I've said this like Georgia versus Texas. Yeah. Twist my arm. I'm there yeah. for that. That'll be phenomenal. Yep. All right. Before we go, I, I wish, I wish I'd brought a little bit of bourbon <laughs> so we could pour some out for the Pac 12. This was the final Pac 12 football game. Yep. It's now the two-pack. Oregon State, Washington State, they've got all the money. They've got the name. Yep. They're going to play, I guess. Like, the, the, the winner, does the, do they play each other normally and then play each other in Vegas? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Well, I, the, the sure. CFP is not going to let them declare themselves conference champions, get an automatic bid, because you're going to have to have an eight-team conference. And they're playing, you know, basically quasi-Mountain West schedule. I would assume when all the dust settles, we'll see some sort of partnership where the PAC whatever reforms with those two schools and mm -hmm. the, the schools in the Mountain West because the PAC brand is stronger. But it's just, it's so made Like a year ago today, we knew they were trying to figure some stuff out with their TV contract, mm -hmm. but we didn't see this coming. Like no, the idea that, that we would watch a national championship game with two teams that are going to be in the Big Ten next year and one of them is in Seattle. No, had had no gauge for that. And I mean, I honestly, I I hope that we're able to kind of preserve the branding a little bit of what Oregon State has been, what Washington State has been. Because quite frankly, I mean, Oregon State, they were kind of in that in that playoff mix to a degree. Maybe not the you know right in the mix. Yeah, but they, but were, they on the were very good, in, but impacting the, the yeah, twelve team playoff. They're in there. Yeah, and the saddest part of that is Jonathan Smith had to leave. Yeah, like when when the opportunity presented itself to go to Michigan State. You have to do that mm -hmm. at that point because of what's happened to Oregon State. So it, it's very frustrating to watch. And the Washington State fans are the best in the world. They're yeah. amazing. I hope that they can can still enjoy this sport, be competitive. And I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll be very competitive with who they're yeah. playing. They're still going to play Washington, still playing the Apple Cup, still playing the Civil War. I hope they can every once in a while stick it up. Washington's, you know what, just, just for what happened. But I think... I think this is going to be a, a very odd offseason because we're our brains are still going to be trained for the four-team playoff. Yep. Our brains are going to be trained for the old conference alignments. And so we'll help you on the show. We'll 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 do some like we'll do some primers as the months go by. Sure. We're like, okay, guys, like we'll have a day where we just remind you Arizona, Arizona State. Utah and Colorado are now in the Big 12. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. And hey, they could lose this game and they're probably still going to find their way into the playoff for whatever team we're talking about. There. Hey, JD, I don't think we can close out the 2024 uh, 2023 season. I don't think we can close the book on it. We have not mentioned a certain person even once in this podcast. 
And I don't think you can fully finish talking about the 2023 season unless we mention this person. I think I know who you're talking about. Coach Prime? That's right. Okay, there it is. He's coming. There it is. There He, he ain't he hard to find. And I mean, if they Actually, upgrade... kind of hard to find right now. He's been, depends on who you ask. <laughs> he's been a little more difficult to find. But, I mean, with the way they've upgraded via the portal, we think they've upgraded. I don't I think, think they any, have. I think anything's an upgrade from last year, I don't, to be fair. I don't know. I don't know if they have. I Like, I read there was a slate of stories about, look, Colorado's really killing it in the portal. Sure, sure. And, and those, like, you and I who... who cover the portal every day yeah. who who get our nacosifications from pete nacos like, we're like no 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 old miss has upgraded through the portal yes like colorado just seems kind of the same i think they have gotten a little bit better and that's not to make anything of who they've gotten but more so who they had yeah like you know when you get you know the next version now, of Jordan's, the android yeah, you still have an android now jordan seaton that's a big one 100 getting, getting the number one offensive line recruit that's, even as a that's, freshman that's a, that's yeah a, that's a big one yeah but yeah, so Coach Prime year two, I don't think he will dominate the headlines the way he did in year one. Yeah, unless they just really start winning. Let's but, make a bowl game. From yeah, make, Let's a, bowl make game. a bowl exactly. game and, and enjoy right. that. Before we go, we've closed the book on 2023. Congratulations to Michigan. Hail to you, victors! There's still confetti on the field. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But let us do the dumbest possible thing and make predictions <laughs> for the 2024 season. I love I've, it. I'm not going to say. It. We don't have to predict a national champion. We don't even have to predict who's going to make the playoff. But I want conference champions. I want yeah. you to. All right. So let's start. I guess we guess we'll do the power four. Is, is that what we're calling? What are we calling it now? Pa yeah, power. It's really four, the power two. And then there's a like a defined middle class in the ACC and the Big Twelve. Yeah, but that doesn't sound good. The college football neighborhood. I like it. Like, I mean, you yeah. have to get kind of the boroughs. Two giant houses on the hill, sure. and then two just pretty nice ones. Picket fence. Yeah, and you yeah. know, reasonable size yard. Okay. All right. I like it. The new Big Twelve. Who you got? You know, Cam Rising back for another year. I mean, to me, it just seems like it never matters who Utah does or doesn't have returning. And they got a quarterback and they got Kyle. <laughs> always have dudes up front. Too. They always got dudes up front. Uh, I'll, I'll go Utah to win the Big 12. Okay. I struggle here because I love what Arizona did at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. uh, Noah Fafita was fantastic. Throwing a T-Mac. You've got uh, that 2022 class they brought in. They built the whole built the whole plane around it, basically. Yeah. And, and it's it's working for him but did you watch avery johnson in the pop tarts bowl <laughs> kansas state baby the five flow. star he's got oh. the flow he's fast he's got a big arm i think i make a wildcat i like it i don't hate that Emaw, one bit. baby i don't hate that one bit all right let's go to the acc this is a tough one man because I think common sense would probably say okay well Florida State was really good last mm -hmm. year Mike Norvell's got that thing ascending uh I'm gonna kind of zig right here while we're zagging we're I mean we're sitting here and it's I mean I guess we're past midnight now so it's what January 9th yep yep, yep. 2024 uh let's get a little bit crazy 
Let's say Miami figures. Oh, it out. I was wondering Let's if you say were Miami do that. figures it out. You know, I'll, I mean, they've, they've gotten better every single year. They played well enough to be eight and four. They took, didn't take an east. They were seven and five. Uh, Let's say they kind of get that thing revved up. The young talent ascends and they go ahead and win the ACC. Now, Dabo tells me I got to buy stock in Clemson. Yeah. He's been telling me that all season you know, through through the second half of the season. Yeah. So do I buy stock in Clemson? You you say the Canes get it figured out. They had the massive O-line class last year, massive D-line class this year. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? Because they got screwed. And I think they need to make the playoff. Okay. I like it. Give me the Knowles. Boom. And I don't know if it's going to be DJ Uyunglele at quarterback. It might be Brock Glenn. Could be. But I think Mike Norvell is, uh, has earned some grace here. I think he's shown that he can re rebuild and, and they've built through the portal. Now we're going to see some of the guys that they've brought in from high school mm -hmm. that they've been able to develop. And, you know, keeping Adam Fuller as the defensive coordinator, keeping Alex Atkins, who is going to be a head coach yes. very, very soon. Yep. But they got one more year with him as the OC. I, yeah, I'm gonna go. I like on that. This one. I like that. All right, let us go to the SEC. Mm, nice house on the hill. Yeah, the, but they, did, they didn't have anybody playing yeah, this nice game. Nice house on the hill. Didn't the have anybody playing for national title uh, this year. Power outage currently in, in 2023. Okay. I think they flipped the lights back on in 2024. Right. Uh, man, with Georgia, they got Carson Beck coming back. Yep, they got Trevor Etienne through the portal. They got some other playmakers through the portal. I, I have a hard time betting against Kirby Smart and company. I understand that Alabama will have Jalen Milrow next year. I think that Georgia's on a mission. I think Carson Beck and co find their way to win the ACC or the SEC rather. Hart wants to go with the Longhorns, mm. but my brain says you're right. Okay. I'm going to go with Georgia as well for the SEC. There we go. Boring chalk pick, and I'm sorry, but they didn't win this year. <laughs> they did not win this year. You're absolutely right. Some of us got a little enamored with Alabama at SEC media days. Thought we were wrong for sure, a lot of the season. Sure. Turned out right. But I'm going to go with Georgia again. I, I do think Georgia probably was the best team in the SEC this year, but did not win on the, the important day. Yeah. Well, the importance of that day changes next year. Now, they whether they win or not, they're probably going to be in the playoff. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. But I, I, I'm with you. I'll take Georgia. Now, let's talk about the league that produced the reigning national champs. Yep. yep. You got the Michigan Wolverines. You got the new blood in Oregon. You got the Huskies, who they played for the national title. You got the Buckeyes. Gosh. You got the Nittany Lions. Gosh, this is so tough. I'm going to go ahead and operate under the assumption that either a J.J. McCarthy or a mm -hmm. Jim Harbaugh will okay. not be back. Now, now, they're still wildly talented. Well, one of them is not back. One of them is okay. not back. So still wildly talented. If they don't have J.J. McCarthy, I think that does change things quite a bit. And not to say anything about Jaden Davis, not to say you don't go get somebody in the portal. Um, I just think for Ohio State, if it's not next year, when's it going to happen for oh, Ryan Day? Yeah. Like, I think the pressure is enormous and they are actively hitting the portal the way they are for a reason. I think Ohio State gets over the hump. I'll pick Ryan Day and company. Wow. Yeah, okay. Think, yeah, not See, popular not, as confetti is falling on the good folks in Ann Arbor. I'm uh, not feeling we'll with it. Not feeling Ohio State. Right okay. Now. Okay. Although the, it sounds like there, there, there might be a little bit of retooling of staff, so we'll we'll see what happens. But hmm, Dylan Gabriel and the Oregon Ducks Ooh. sound pretty good. Yeah, I like it. But, but you mentioned, does JJ come back? Does Jim Harbaugh come back? I think if JJ comes back, whether Harbaugh comes back or not, mm -hmm. I think if Harbaugh comes back, that's great. I think if he doesn't. Sharon Moore will do a fine job leading the program yep. one, one way or the other. 
I think Michigan does it again. Wow. Okay. I just like the way they're built. Yeah. I don't blame you. I like the way they're built. I, I feel like they're built to win multiple ways. And they have some alien type talent without question on this team, which look, Ohio State does too. But, you know, if you're, we're talking to you now, they play different positions. So I think I'm, it's, it's a little bit of apples and oranges. But like if you're picking a team and you can have JTT or you can have Kenneth Grant. I'm going KG 78. Yeah, I don't like, blame that's you. That's who I'm taking. Like, Michigan's got more guys like that than people realize. No, I don't blame you one bit. I don't blame you one bit. I wonder a little bit if there will be a point where they have to have more in the past game, if they have enough weapons. But right. no, I, I mean, I think picking Michigan today after what we just saw, if they get JJ McCarthy back, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike that pick at all. Well, clip these. <laughs> Guarantee we'll be wrong on a lot of them. But that's that's the fun. We get to change them like 20 times before these guys ever play a game mm. again. JD, it's been a fun season. Our long national nightmare begins now. But that's okay. Spring practice is soon. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Heck yeah. Lost my Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.